0: Scan files. Select mask agents best suited for this mission. Jason Gross, radio broadcaster, retro gamer, blogger, mask movie co-writer, vehicle codename 6000, 80s guru skills critical, Wyatt Bloom, broadcast technician, DJ, critic, mask movie co-writer, vehicle codename Phoenix, 80s analysis vital.
1: Personnel approved. Assemble mobile armored strike command. Welcome, listeners, to MassCast seventy-seven and our overview of season six of MassCast. In this podcast, we'll be reflecting on episodes fifty-one to sixty of the Mask animated series, which will include our favorite, least favorite moments from each episode, our personal ratings, some polling results. And then we're going to, after we break out those statistics, we're going to come back and look at these 10 episodes and compare them to the uh, first 50 episodes. And those uh, other seasons, as we're calling them, of Cast. see how they stack up against them. And then uh, before we get out of here, we'll talk about a few of the special episodes we had in between this stretch. And uh, finally, preview Season 7 of Cast which will be uh, just those last five episodes of the first season, 61 to 65. And then season eight will be our review of the racing series. But before we get things started, I'm Jason, as always. And with me, my longtime friend, Wyatt. How are you?
0: Great. And you ran out of things to say. Yeah. I, I, <laughs>
1: I'm, run, I'm running out of cartoons. I got to save those for our regular review episodes. So okay. uh, uh, I just decided to bring you in without any, uh, fanfare this time but glad you're here as always <laughs> Same, same. <laughs> so yeah like we were uh, saying in the pre-show this was quite a journey a couple years it took us to get through these 10 episodes and it wasn't because they were all bad it was just uh life happens and that's right uh some life changes happened and just uh other things projects things we we're working on and uh did not have mask uh, as high as a priority as some of those other things but you Know understandably when you have twins, uh, <laughs> that could take up some time and
0: takes up quite a bit uh, of time.
1: COVID, twins, whatever you day. want to throw in there, yeah.
0: Twins, you know, day job,
1: day and job an here addition too. on the
0: house because we have the twins,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, but we're glad to be here at this point and uh, taking a look back at these 10 episodes and uh, compare them to some of those other. Uh, season, so let's just uh, we'll kick things off and I'll let you take the uh, the first episode here, episode 51 Dragonfire. Tell us about the plot. Venom
0: is visiting Borno to seek a lost dragon temple. Mask attempts to stop them from stealing a black market fortune in Jade as the temple reveals its hidden secrets. Yeah, and we had ratings mine was a four, Jason gave it a two. Our listener poll said 37% was at a three, 25% was at a four and 19% for five and a rating of two. So it was really all over, uh, we'll call it the spectrum if you will.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kind of in the middle, more, more upper than uh, lower on this one, threes and fours, you know, kind of dominated there, but yeah, just looking back at this one, uh, I just, it started high and kind of went downhill for me. Uh, Felt like the story was, you know, spliced together too much. And uh, nothing really stood out or was spectacular to me about it. Uh, There's a fun, well, I say fun, not not that I, I don't know, I didn't understand how it worked. But there was a little trick that they pulled with this uh, oil slick and aura at the end. And it we were supposed to, like, uh, I think, get the Venom vehicles off the temple or something. But mm-hmm. then here comes the mask vehicles driving right over this <laughs> oil slick. I think it was with, uh, was it Steamer or Streamer or whatever uh, Julio's mask is. I think they, like, used it in combo or something.
0: Yeah, they did. I'm
1: trying to remember. Anyway, but, they you know, as with most of these episodes, they do have some uh, moments with the animation that, Uh, stick out and there was a nice swooping shot of the vehicles in front of the transport plane in this episode that I really enjoyed but yeah those uh, little uh, hidden dragons in the temple didn't really (laughs) do it for me. What say you about this one?
0: Well like you I started up pretty high although mine wasn't much of a markdown. It was started at a four and a half really. My or markdowns were basically about the call up.
1: As they usually are. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and then there was, a, there was a flying and driving scene on the field, and I think it was because, if I remember right, it was because it looked almost as if they didn't do the animation correctly. So it seemed like they were driving, but supposedly they were flying, but it, it, it just the animation was off. They obviously mysteriously changed their flight suits, you know, just like Superman somehow.
1: Yeah, they do that uh, sometimes. And then...
0: <laughs> We never found out where the baby orangutan disappeared off to. I mean, that was the whole point. They had that oh, little yeah. side plot going on with the the baby orangutan.
1: They just kind of... Just, <laughs>
0: just disappeared. They were out rescuing it and found it for mama and where'd it go?
1: Yeah, I, I do remember that. And I think it comes back at the end or maybe with the... Maybe it was with the PSA or something because I'm... I know there's some involvement with T Bob with that, but yeah, that was just a whole not even really have anything to do with the plot that uh, they just kind of let T Bob and Scott do their own thing in this episode. So, is what it is.
0: <laughs> and that moves us on to episode 52.
1: Yes, the Royal Cape Caper, which features Venom stealing the cape and helmet of Kamehameha the Great in hawaii then they mass produce replicas selling them as an expensive fakes and it's up to mask to stop mayhems plundering and deception Wyatt landed on a three and a half rounded to four and i actually went higher four and a half rounded to five with this episode
0: very rare that we ever you ever
1: see me (laughs) yeah i mean there's a lot of episodes where we're close sometimes i'm a couple notches below you on uh, some of these, but uh, this one I, I enjoyed the listeners did too. 78% was at a five or four and 22% for three, nothing below a three on this one. So that went uh, over pretty well with the fans. So uh, what was your synopsis of the episode?
0: So it looked like they actually had some very good animation. For me, it was a good bit of, interaction uh we found out the plot very quick towards the second half the transformation i noticed seemed to be more improved Mm -hmm. then uh they always seem to improve at least on the animation not on the watch sign but you know the signal but yeah the 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 animation they always seem to find themselves doing something stepping up a transformation or so forth the uh, uh they had a cool suspense that the radio breaks And it's up to Scott and T-Bob to keep Venom kind of around, which helps them and their purpose. You know, sometimes we don't even know why T-Bob and Scott are even there or they're excessive where it's all about them. And they're full of the terrible roll-your-eye-moment jokes, you know, but a lot of it was clever. They even sabotaged the Venom vehicles, you know, which was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I do remember that.
0: For me, like, I don't think these birds exist. I think we tried to Google it. But they had these oo ee e birds. They couldn't have come up with some kind of better, you know, funky yeah. hawk or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> um I do remember you talking about those. We
0: we discussed the this what looked like a pineapple bush and a pine tree scene that felt exactly like a like a half minute waste of, of animation of time that they could have explained something or they could have had a, a little bit better scene somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then the attempt to drop the duo duo off at the warehouse, I mean, we, we kind of were like both at each other going, why would they drop the kids off the warehouse when that's where the action's going to be?
1: <laughs> yeah. So just kind of dumped them there. I do remember that.
0: But that was the gist for me. And, and like I said, I I I kept it at a solid three, three and a half, but I couldn't go any higher, but I did round it to four and that's where we landed. How about you?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, This one had really good pacing for me. I liked that uh, Venom was actually engaged early in the episode. And just a nice back and forth between the scenes. And kept my attention the whole time. And early on in the series, they were using more of the battle mode and defense mode terminology. Which, uh, I, I don't I always liked that. And I wish that they would have been more consistent with that. We know know that they're just consistent with being inconsistent in the whole series, (laughs) but uh, those you know, having Matt call out defense mode and, and mayhem battle mode, you know, um, I like that terminology, and then, uh, yeah, just the, the battles were very satisfying to me, I remember thinking to myself when we got to this episode, it's been a while since we had a really good battle, and there were some nice aerial fights in, uh, in this episode, so uh, yeah, just overall, I was really satisfied with it. I think there was just only a few little things that kind of ticked me down a half point and but I still kept it at a five. So this was one of uh, a couple fives in this stretch uh, that I had. We'll get to our overall, what we did. But uh, yeah, I just had two fives in this stretch, and this was one of them. And that uh, moves us on to episode 53. Patchwork Puzzle, which features Venom stealing a Civil War-era quilt
0: that happens to contain a secret message to finding buried treasure near the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. It's, of course, up to the masked team to stop Mayhem's plan. I landed at a three. Jason was at a conservative 1.5, but rounded it to two, and for our listeners, they Viewed it as a fifty-eight percent were at a four or a three, twenty-one percent were at a five, and twenty-one percent were at a two or a one. So, it went the full spectrum, pun it intended. Did.
1: There, it very much did. And how did you feel about this? Lots of Doug Stone in this one. We had uh, five, essentially five agents that he voiced. And I just remember getting through part of the episode and being like, wow, that's a yep. lot of Doug. He, he was working overtime, <laughs> pun intended, on that yep. one uh, in this episode. There's some very good conversion sequence for Outlaw and Vampire, which up to this point we had seen him before, but it's always nice to get some, you know, sequences of the transformations of yep. vehicles that are not very prominent, you know, throughout the whole series. Uh, there was a pretty good... Battle sequence in this episode. Uh, some nice sweeping shots of the Venom agents towards the end. So overall, the animation, I think, was really good. And But uh, I don't know. There was a lot at the end that just pushed me down, pushed me down. Uh, I even wrote in my notes, it could be the worst execution of a story in the entire show. We would find out later that that wasn't correct, because I did <laughs> put one lower, but... Um, never explain how Venom chose the precise spot to find the treasure. Never f- uh, explained why Venom found out or gave back th- the story about the money or well, why it was hidden. You know, it was just real choppy and almost pieced together. There was more code in here and which was you know, probably appropriate for the timeline, but figuring out was way too quick that he, uh, that Matt knows Morse code, you know it's like yep. boom, like that, anyway, the other thing too, that just there was a a hint where they determined it was venom's fuel signature or something or it tracked yep. it, yep. and you know that's just came up at episode fifty three out of you know all these <laughs> episodes they can just track venom at any time because of their fuel signature, so. There was no mask use, and we got Viper twice. So that was, um, well, no mask use on the mass team, I should say. Um, but anyway, I just thought, I mean, there, there was a really cool backdrop, you know, being in D.C. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I thought it could have been a, went a lot better. But the whole, I remember, too, thinking when they found the quilt, and they're trying to line this up, and I'm trying to figure out, well, the, the grade or the gate or whatever that was that, you had to put it up again. I, it just didn't work for me right. to get the pattern out of that. So anyway, I was, I was pretty down on this one and, and thought it could have been better. What was your uh, notes on this one to put you at a three?
0: So I noticed that especially during the first half and the animation was decent, except there was this table lifting portion where the, ma- and the mask, they completely like forgot how the mask even generated the, the power somehow mm-hmm. we got to see a little bit of boulder hill and they kind of met up before they went actually out which was becoming more and more rare you know to see boulder hill even in in, in it much anymore the fireplace scene to me was actually great with the added stone chasing our duo mm-hmm. um i was I'm always ticked about how they run off with the the watch scene, the watch sound rather.
1: Yeah. Gosh, did they ever get it right in this whole, I think maybe they did once.
0: Once, (laughs) once. In this whole stretch. What brought me down, I noticed there was some choppy animation. It was like they were not as as fine-tuned. It was just that choppy, cut-and-paste type of animation we see most of the time in the 80s. A lot of it they tried to do that with, to try to cheat. The vehicle transformations were again decent, more so towards the end. Like you hinted, it was great that they used, uh, you know, DC as the, as the backdrop. There was that Rolling Stone. It was a it just felt like they grabbed it from the Indiana Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, scene.
1: I do remember that.
0: Um, the suspense was okay, but it was more like they were trying to throw it together and hope that it fit. The mold or fit the the scene well or or the the plot rather there were just a few things like we we saw that rhino didn't even use its battering ram when when the the boulder was coming at him i'm sorry to to bulldoze into the Mm -hmm. the garage door and the fence there was just so much that started bugging me but i couldn't get down lower because it was okay
1: yeah one thing i do remember now was when they find the treasure the money you know, that it was all Confederate money, and that was yep. like, oh, that's it, and we're out of here. And, um, well, yeah, duh, you should have right. known. <laughs> that's what, you know, Civil War era, it's going to be Civil War era money. Right. Anyway.
0: Now, <laughs> we as adults, if they were collector's items, someone might actually pay for
1: them. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, my dad would love a briefcase full of Confederate bills, yeah. uh, the collector that he is. But, yeah, that just didn't, uh, didn't sit well with me at the end.
0: So that brings us up to Mass Cast number seventy, which happens to be episode fifty-four of the actual series.
1: Yes, Fog on Boulder Hill. This was uh, when Venom is after an older woman who was in possession of some twenty-dollar bill printing plates, and hungry to print some counterfeit money, Mayhem and his thugs attempt to kidnap the woman, who is protected by Matt Tracker and the Mask Agents. This pursuit leads them to an epic battle between the factions at Boulder Hill. I guess I didn't think it was that epic. Uh, I landed on a three. Wyatt was at a four. Our listeners uh, thought this was a pretty good episode. Seventy-seven uh, percent voted five or four. Twenty-three percent for threes. No twos or ones in this uh, poll. So it was. Uh, I was at the lower end of the spectrum, as you say. <laughs> Uh, most people were a little bit higher on this uh episode than I was but this is one that we talked about with bill yes in our uh best and worst little visit there and uh what did uh, your notes say about fog on Boulder Hill
0: well I liked the animation i like it I've been it seems to be a running theme but I've liked most of the animation throughout this series there was a battle scene right at the beginning which was great it got me it 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 just grasped me for the, for the whole animation, the whole battle there, really at, at Boulder Hill, which, which was great. They seemed to be Venom seemed to be caught off guard with the fog and then seeing just laser blats and so forth mm-hmm. coming at them. It got them to leave and still kept Mask HQ pretty well hidden, except I think if I remember right, in our season, I don't think it was our season one, maybe season two, where they just rolled right up on the joint. They knew exactly where Mask was. So it, this just kind of contradicted that theory. Mm. However, we just talked in our last episode where we wonder if this was all written in a d- completely different sequence, you know, right. and produced. So maybe this was prior to them. Okay, now we know where Boulder Hill is. and We're just going to roll up and, you know, do whatever.
1: Yeah. There's probably several r- different writers too, and just taking the toys and, you know, positioning them where they wanted to right. in the story. So, yeah, not uh, not having a consistent writer probably throughout is why I, some of these don't uh, mash up.
0: I was um, looked like we had good action throughout all of it. Uh, the duo were involved in a good way. They weren't annoying and they didn't seem to be in the way. Even t bob put up a, a fair fight. I'll call it at Boulder Hill. They found the stolen mint plates and the interest in Mrs. Simpson's car, which was disconnected for me in the first half of the episode. We couldn't <laughs> figure out why there was an importance for this car. Right. Uh, but then we find out why. And that's where the, the stolen plates were. Venom actually crippled Mask, which was cool.
1: Yep. Damage uh, shown to the vehicles on this one.
0: But they were able to pull off the illusion as the ultimate weapon to win the battle, obviously. my kind of ticks markdowns was that the disappearance and reappearance re- of one of the gas pumps it was like a oh, animation yeah. or drawing uh, glitch yeah yeah we also kind of have this disconnect where this mrs simpson she didn't realize who mask really was although she was there she heard the voices and and <laughs> she she
1: was like a babysitter for scott or yeah something, she right? was yeah that's so. right
0: so How does she not know that
1: he's here at this gas station all the time when I pick him up? You know, whatever.
0: I'm, I'm reaching here, but it's like the Batman '66. You know, got Aunt Harriet. She meets Batman and Robin. Looks and sounds pretty dang close to, you know, Bruce and, and Dick. So I mean, how do you not make that connection? Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's why it landed me. It was really those two that landed me on a four, but it was still a very good episode and one that I, I revered, especially when we talked to Bill Ferris. Mm-hmm. How about you?
1: Yeah, I, it didn't start out that way. Like you said, I mean, it was just kind of anticlimactic. I was actually, wrote down, I was kind of bored with the story and, you know, even though there was a little bit of drama with her house being on fire and stuff, they'd already developed that mask was on the way. So, the drama itself, it was just pretty much, well, hey, they're going to make it there in time to save them. We just don't know exactly how they are going to save them from the burning house. But, yeah, I mean, it was just nice to see Boulder Hill. Like we mentioned, there's a really only, I think, two episodes out of 65, maybe a little bit more, that really showcase Boulder Hill and its transformations and, the, you know, the whole nine. And when you get an episode like that, you're like, yes, finally. (laughs) But, um, like you said, there was some, some pretty good battles with the vehicles. Uh, one was kind of indirect where they're just kind of shooting through fog and don't know what's on the other side. So that, uh, was okay. But, um, I did like, like you said, was one of the things was we like to see the damage on the vehicles when things happen. And that seemed to work out, well with the whole situation at the end So yeah I, I mean I appreciated like I said appreciated seeing Boulder Hill but The story just wasn't Engaging enough to me to To really give it a high uh, Higher high rating
0: Right but this was one of the few That we've seen in probably the last few series We found some similarities To our movie script And that That's was right. that it was set at Boulder Hill And we gave it the location of Nevada Right. And we crippled Jackhammer in our script, and we had even commented that we we think we basically completely uh, take Jackhammer out.
1: Right. Like we take one of the people yeah.
0: out, actually, Bruno. Uh, yeah. And then we transformed Boulder Hill in our script, but we joked and said, well, I think we need to go back and rework our script to add the fog function. In there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Well, let's get on to episode 55 Plunder of Glowworm Grotto.
0: And this also follows Agent Julio Lopez to New Zealand, where he is helping a local tribe preserve their land. He quickly discovers a venom plot to steal pearls from giant clams that live in the nearby ocean. And it's up to Mask once again to foil Mayhem's evil plan. Well, we. Jason and I both landed on a three, and our listeners d- decided it was 50% on a four and 50% on a three. So it wasn't all that great. We would say it's probably like a
1: 3.5.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you think of this episode?
1: Uh, it was more slow building, which uh, you know, at times can be okay. I would like maybe the computer to scan the tracks that Matt identified to determine that it was Switchblade. It was kind of one of those moments I remember where Matt was, like, using his all-knowing powers <laughs> and can, you know, sniff Venom's gas from a mile away. He can also identify, you know, Switchblade skid marks <laughs> uh, anywhere that he lands. But uh, the jokes were a little overpowering on this one. And th- this was the episode where we had this trick at halftime where... Bruce decided to take Firefly out of the transport plane while it was still in the air yep. and just kind of get off track. And it was essentially his own fault for causing the drama at the halftime, uh, commercial break. So, uh, that one just didn't sit well with me it, And uh, <laughs> you know, the name of the episode is the Glowworms, and they use the glow to, uh, uh, they call them out at one point or they blow in that, uh, like uh, conch shell or something, yep. conch shell, and the uh, they just show uh, there was like a luminescence in the animation. There really wasn't. You didn't see worms or anything, but no. the main thing, you know, it was more of a clam show than it was a glowworm show. But on this the glow worms the glowworms were
0: supposed to be kind of like an arrow, or then, yeah, lights
1: that's right. The... And they really didn't pull that off uh, mm-hmm. in the animation, but. Uh, one really cool part was when Bruce uses lifter, this is the first time we'd seen him do something like this, he used lifter to essentially grab vampire and fly it right into a stalactite. So we had never really seen that before where we know he could move objects and here and there and stuff with like boulders or something but to well, grab he even,
0: he even g- faked thunderhawk flying. That's right
1: yeah, he's, he's done stuff he's done some pretty cool stuff with lifter so uh, this was kind of the first time he almost used it as a weapon though and you know purposely directed a vehicle into you know uh, an obstacle to take it out which was pretty cool we also saw uh, Matt use his uh, night Rider watch in this uh, episode first time we had seen him do something like that where he's communicating through his watch which was fun. And then we also did see... And these were little things that uh, I I guess kind of kept this more in the middle and uh, didn't drop it down any lower than I did have it at a three. You know, we saw um, Sly get his stiletto mask in the sub. It kind of came out from the dash, which was a little bit of a head-scratcher of where exactly it's kept in there. But it was nice that they put that animation in for the first time, so we know, hey, he can get his mask automatically in the sub as well, because most of the time he just shoves on his head and slides in, you know. (laughs) But, overall, it was just, uh, again, I was uh, in the middle on this one. there's some good things, and there's some other bad things that kind of pulled it down, so left me in the middle. What about you?
0: Well, it started out with some good animation. We had actually a comical call-up. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I know we got a f- few chuckles out of the call-ups. Hmm. Um, we got that kind of suspense with the sleeping gas, following by the fact that they were—they know it's Venom, just can't put their finger on what they're exactly after. Scott finally has a reason after so many episodes of, to stay behind without whining. And it's due to girl hormones, which is hilarious. <laughs> there was kind of a misnomer with the name of Firefly. Because if you remember, they referenced Firefly and it sounded like they were talking about the mass transport plane and not Firefly the car. Oh, that's,
1: I do remember you got that. You heard that and it sounded uh, a little bit right. confusing. Yeah.
0: There was also some of the vocal expressions I marked up that seemed to be off. Like it was, uh, was it Mark's voice? Someone was off. Like they they goofed up on Dagger's na- voice or something like that. I liked that the, they had a good setup. The, the, yeah, the setup of the heritage for the tribe, but the mystery that only the uncle or slash grandfather knew seemed a little rough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the glowworms, Venom's role. They actually had a purpose, and you know Miles is always threatening them as usual. <laughs> um, I started knocking it lower because there was a lack of commands happening towards the end so like mask on there was no mask uh no defense mode or whatever it was just kind of automated like yeah. they, they seemed to be a trending yeah
1: just situation. not consistent yeah
0: nope i kept thinking that the girl kept saying uncle but then later she turned it into grandfather
1: grandfather that's yeah that's why
0: i had it flip-flopped in my notes that is this an uncle grandfather so i just did the uncle slash grandfather because i didn't know who it <laughs> was supposed yeah. to be But obviously, that's a quick runaway. We still were left with which was the firefly they were referencing, the car or the transport plane. But that's what ultimately got me down and hovered it out of three.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That leads us to episode 56.
1: Oh, gosh. You want me to go first on this one? Uh, (laughs) 56 was Stone Trees, which follows Mask Agent Jacques Lafleur, who finds a stone tree inscribed with strange symbols. Venom later steals the tree, hoping it will lead them to a golden Indian totem pole. Uh, Wyatt was at a 2 on this one. Probably one of your lowest, if not the lowest. And I was at a 1. And in my notes, I was already at a a 1.5 at halftime of this episode. And at the end, I voted 1 just because we never established a 0 on the Masco meter Uh, It was just the worst of the worst, and I remember going back in the next episode and going back and watching uh, Panda Power to see which one was going to be my lower one, and this one ended up being that. Uh, The listener poll, 67% voted for three, and then we had 23%, the other portion of that, voted two or one, so there was no fours, there was no fives. So pretty much uh, agreed across the board that this was either okay or bad. And I was more on the very bad side. But uh, (laughs) I'll let you uh, talk it up first before I pull it back down. (laughs) Well, maybe you can't because you were at a two as well. I was at
0: a two. It's hard for me to find the ones. But uh, (laughs) nonetheless, the story was good with the legend of this golden totem pole. Got to see a very cool call-up. From uh, Thunderhawk, we using the dual monitor. We actually got to see two. Net, we usually see one of the two. I remember that. We got to see a ski mode option in Thunderhawk, which is right, pretty yeah. cool. But we even mentioned that it is a jet underneath. Why couldn't have they used the jet engines and done a better rescue? It was a bit of a disconnect, but also kind of cool because we get to see there's, there's a ski mode, just like Kit and mm. the General Lee. Um, that Just saying. We did harp on that, though, thinking that maybe because of the animation, the trees were supposed to be closer than what they appeared to be to Thunderhawk. And that might have given us the wrong impression why they did the ski mode versus jet Mm -hmm. mode. We saw a lot of the duo. Um, A lot. Yep.
1: This was essentially their episode.
0: (laughs) T-Bob's complaining got old. And that was before the first half ended. We do see do see some kind of spy lurking about, which was kind of suspenseful. We didn't know what he was doing. Uh, we both came to the conclusion before going on that it was going to be probably a Venom spy, but we weren't 100% on that. Mm-hmm. And then there was this Black Bear scene that led up to the commercial that was what? It was kind of one of those where the suspense was not great to get to the commercial uh, break it that was, you
1: always see. It was pretty ridiculous.
0: And then... It seemed like Venom came late to the scene towards the latter half. We got to see uh, Jackhammer. No, I'm sorry. We got to see Outlaw at work along with um,
1: Stinger. Scor-
0: Stinger or st- Scorpion digging mm-hmm. up that totem pole. There was a volcano that I saw. That was one of my markdowns. I saw a saw a volcano at the beginning of the episode. And we didn't see it after that. It was kind of like a backdrop item. Just didn't see what it where its purpose was.
1: He yeah, he had it and was this the one too where it's going down the highway and it's doing that ridiculous spinning motion. I think it was this, this episode. Yeah,
0: it was, and I don't I don't have it marked down, but yes. You it know. was like going too fast. To <laughs> get the guy dizzy.
1: Yeah, it was like uh he was you know, they were showing the it was basically showing off what the the toy can do yeah but it was uh just kind of ridiculous going down the highway at a you know 50 miles an hour and the thing is zipping around <laughs> right
0: there's a couple of comical moments not many one was with uh nash was starting to be annoying so you know miles says shut up and the way he did it was i got a chuckle out of
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, there was a point where it sounded like is it mark is it Mark the t- voices T-bob?
1: That's Graham. 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 Does it T-Bob. sounded like
0: he was. But <laughs> I, what it sounded like to me for a like or maybe a bad edit when they were mm-hmm. recording it, there was a. Oh, the, the disappointment of finding out that the totem is amber rather than gold, was kind of fitting for Venom because they, you know, they go after gold <laughs> and they find out it's.
1: Nothing. They're taking chances, yeah. I, like
0: the Confederate. I, you know, bills. They're like, "Oh, we can get the, a treasure. It's Confederate. Oh, it's not worth anything."
1: Uh, yeah, let's get out so, of here.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's what brought me down. I was not as engaged with this episode. the all the disconnects, and that's what kept me at two. I don't know that I could have gotten any lower, but it was it was starting to get there, if I remember right. How about you? What was your yeah? Uh, dare it, ask? What was your moment? <laughs> it, it was
1: just pulled down so much and. Again, at halftime, I had just it never occurred to me that this could happen, that the best part or the mo- the part that I enjoyed the most was T-Bob's jokes. While the, the story might have been a little choppy here and there, the writing, the dialogue writing, I thought was great, and uh, I was laughing. I mean, it wasn't actual puns that he just hammers us with the whole time. It was actual, like, fun jokes, and it connected with me, And but... It being mask, and having no mask use, having a, a, a no battle at the end, and a makeshift story with a bunch of rescues kind of strung together, I, it just did not do the trick for me. The animation wasn't on par. We talked about that ridiculous shot with Volcano. There was a, a shot of uh, Thunderhawk driving in that forest that he just looked like a matchbox car. It was not to scale. And, uh, when they got out of Thunderhawk, the doors were like really, really skinny and it just was not drawn well. And there was that one point too, when they first show venom switchblade looks about half the size of stinger. It was like, they forgot to put it in there. Oh, Hey, we've got switchblade in this episode. Quick, draw it in, you know, find some room. (laughs) It was just some bad decisions, I think, made in the animation department. And then the whole bear thing was just ridiculous. Uh, Just hop on T-Bob and get the heck out of Dodge. You know, he's a scooter, and y'all are running from a bear. And you had this, you know, thing at the end with this log, and uh, I don't know, did not work for me. And one thing that really threw me off with this episode, you know, back in the 80s, we've got to have some kind of valuable content Connected with this story That's why we got the PSAs To have all these little safety tips And things to help You know bring the kids minds Into reality for a little bit And what does Scott do In this episode T-Bob's up a freaking Tree and Takes off his uh, safety belt And he goes (laughs) Tumbling down This tree bam I'm like this is not teaching Kids what you want to teach kids if you're, uh, you know, messing with, I know he's just a robot, but it's, you know, he's, he's always the one that gets into trouble in those little PSAs and Scott comes to help him. And this time he's just, all right, we're just going to let T-Bob crash and burn on this one. <laughs> anyway, there was no real resolution to Venom's getaway. No. And like I wrote here for all we know, Dagger's still running in the woods somewhere and. Jackhammer has the keys in it for somebody to steal. Just kind of That's sitting right. out there. So he, he took off one left his vehicle sitting there. So stuff like that just kind of annoys me. And it just kept on piling on and piling on this episode. Uh, just even finding the golden totem. that you know There's supposed to be these symbols. And we never learned how they kind of triangulated the position of, well, the, the golden totem should be here. Oh, why don't you check the bottom of this uh, log pile? And there it was, you know, I mean, just, I don't know. Didn't make sense. So (laughs) that's all. That's the last time I'm going to talk about stone trees. Uh, (laughs) Episode 57 incident in Istanbul, which follows venom who hijacks
0: an armored car in Istanbul, stealing Constantine's chest set, which contains secrets to finding his golden crown. Once again, it's up to mass to stop mayhem and his crew. Our ratings, mine was a 4.5, rounded up to 5. Jason was a little on the lower side, to a 3. And our listeners decided it was 50% voted it as a 3. 33% voted it as a 5. And 17% voted as a 1. So we skipped the even numbers there for some reason.
1: (laughs) We did, yeah.
0: And let's see if this is a little bit more... uh, uh, Sunny Skies uh, messed up with a 3 from Jason.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it was uh the listeners were kind of on my side there, the majority of them uh with the 3. The, it, again, this was just another episode that could have been set up to make for a great one, but just the overall formula of the story didn't quite add up at the end of the episode and that's what kind of kept me in the middle. Uh the battle could have been orchestrated a little bit better. We had Gloria disappearing in the middle of battle. Like, uh, okay, she's gone and she'll meet us again at the end for the chuckle we have as we fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> um, they made a big deal about her sub, you know, in Raven being an aquatic vehicle and didn't use them. Nope. The animation was good. Not great, but it was good. There was some nice, I always like the panoramic shots yes. when they, when they do these and a lot of the setup in the city uh, was really nice. And I noticed that kind of thing when they're uh, trying to paint you a picture of where they're at and, you know, the the whole landscape. So that was really good. And uh just, we needed more explanation on how Mayhem knew how to use this painting with the diamonds in the eyes the, or the chess pieces in the eyes. And then they just kind of destroyed them, you know. And they were, you know, with that chess Bored trying to find those little <laughs> notches and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It just was kind of weird. It wasn't uh, a real point A to point B in the uh, whole formula to unlock the puzzle. You know, masks were used, but except for the goop, you know, they weren't. They weren't used in battle. So right, right. it was. They were more like tools, and they. You know, that's not bad. You have these capabilities to help you in battle or help you do a task that you wouldn't normally be able to do. But I don't know. I, I like a little bit of both, you know, as they're trying to thwart mayhem and all his plans, you need to be using your masks to help you, you know, your team <laughs> right? and not just uh, like one episode where they're picking up uh, pieces and venom. Uh, Vanessa's using whip whip is more like a tool. She's right. picking stuff up and pushing it down here or there. And sometimes she uses it and able to use it as a weapon to knock people over and tie them up or whatever. But you got to have that, you know, good balance. But yeah, I was kind of in the middle on this one. What was your uh, notes about?
0: Well, I started out as a solid four. To me, the plot was good, but in the chess set, uh, it actually had some value. So that gave us the suspense we needed to, for for what Venom was going to use, or at least attempt to use it for we saw a suspense of the bridge and then they lost this truck the duo seemed to find or be able to on the be out on their own adventure
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and they're not all not really all involved or bothering matt which is a good thing but then matt remembers looking at those locks remember there's that remembrance scene that he does uh like a flashback the, he remembers that there were different locks or somehow different vans. Oh, yeah. Something I noted that helped me with it is they, they started blinking their eyes, which you hardly ever saw in cartoons, especially in the 80s. You know, that was just... Yeah. zombie <laughs> at you no Dead matter paint. what they yeah. were doing. they be <laughs> running, laser <laughs> blasts at you, and they're still staring at you. Um, so that was actually cool. I loved yeah. it that they actually started blinking... The characters
1: little details like that helps out
0: yeah the the call up was disappointing. There was this waterfall kind of boat chase that was led up to our commercial break, but it wasn't all that suspenseful as they tried to make it to be. They omitted the assemble and approval of mask when they're doing the call up. They did use their mask, like you said, more of as tools, not as weapons. I, I liked the chess pieces being used as keys like you. I didn't think that they should have you know, damaged them or anything, but you know, that's, yeah, that's part of uh, Miles's attitude. Just smash it up. You know, I don't need yeah. it anymore.
1: Use uh, it and get it out of my way.
0: That's it. Well, that escalated me up to a four point five because of what they were doing. And I brought it up to five. And that leads us on to episode fifty eight.
1: Yes, the Creeping Desert, which involved a corrupt landowner who hires Venom to destroy land in Acapulco, Mexico, rendering it worthless patches of desert. The landowner then buys the land real cheap to restore it later with this advanced hydration machine that Venom has. Of course, it's up to Mask to infiltrate the plan and stop them. Uh, We were right on spot here together four and a half rounded to five both of us and the listeners agreed 86 percent voted a five or four 24 percent for three nothing lower than that so uh overall the listeners and we regarded this one as one of the better ones in the stretch so what uh what do you see in your notes there that made you stay at four and a half and and get it to five
0: well they they had a a lot better animation, at least this go around. And they brought back the real, correct watch alarm. That gets a high mark for me if you get a point for that. (laughs) Uh,
1: They included... this one a six.
0: Really, yeah. (laughs) Just because you get the watch alarm right. Um, They included the situation room and they actually lift, use that I always reference the the, uh, Voltron lifting platform in this, but That's essentially what it is uh, to get to their masks. They had a good storyline that had some suspense that, you know, you had this land just mysteriously drying up. We got to see a little bit of a battle scene with some kind of clever flying skills. Only one mask use of Spectrum. Uh, We got to see some airtime. I think it was just airtime as the transport plane is just flying. Mm -hmm. They really reeled in on the duo. They weren't obnoxious whatsoever. They're, I would say, almost minimal in this episode compared to others. We got the Venom plot early. We got a pretty decent suspense, too, for the commercial. I don't remember what it was about. I don't have it in my notes. But I marked it down, or started to mark it down, uh, for these little ticks. And that's The animation was good, but there was this cheap trick they did. Remember, it went up and down over these little hills.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was the one of the lower or one of the mark only markdowns on this sure. one But it just did not work what they were trying yeah. to do
0: and they also didn't have a mass command, you know spectrum on it was just Here it is um,
1: yeah, this was the one where they had the drama at the halftime where Jacques I think has volcano on the side of the cliff and Gory is barreling towards him an outlaw ready to push him off the cliff Right as uh, halftime hits.
0: Right, and if you remember, at the beginning of the episode, we see T-Bob being used as basically a right-on snowblower.
1: But <laughs> that's right, yeah.
0: Scott doesn't take these off, so later in the last half of the episode, that's what kind of helps save the day. That's right, yeah. This as a, he does something with the intakes of it and uses T-Bob as a basically a sandblaster at the the.
1: the <laughs> it the- was kind of. I remember it being kind of ridiculous that. He was running with those on though. Or... Yeah, yeah, and he it even it was... said it,
0: it. Said something like, "Like, this is ridiculous. You should have changed up my feet."
1: Yeah, like I feel like I'm in high heels or something. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was something crazy.
0: And you know, it was so close. Miles almost had that briefcase of money, and then you know, mask you know saves the day mm-hmm. basically. And the PSA actually tied in because they talked about the allowance and how That's the right. allowance was supposed yeah. to. Be used, you know, or we are supposed to get the last for the snowblower and and so forth. Oh, and we got to see eject Ejected, do, but it seems to be more commonplace, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that was it was a, a really good episode, especially for our so called season six. Uh, what about you? What was your, yeah,
1: I was just very impressed with the animation in this one. Uh, and like we mentioned, not all the shots worked. There was that, you know, driving over the horizon that just didn't seem to work, but. It just uh, points to them trying to develop new shots. And there were some great transitions in this episode, too, between scenes, which I really enjoyed. There was the uh, the focus trick that they've used a few times where they're you see something in the foreground and then you go, you know, you know and then you're at the hotel or whatever they were at. So they had some fun with some uh, good transitions there. Alex's reflection in the computer... Screen on Rhino I picked up on that That was a really nice touch And uh, I just I thought the story really worked And this fun little machine You had this Mr. Sanchez That was hiring Essentially hiring Venom to work for him And develop this whole plan But they just didn't quite pull off What I have them to do At the end of the episode was to capture him Where they just uh, Sandblasted him in his jeep you Remember that at the yeah. end And they might have knocked the Jeep over, but they never showed mask kind of capturing him. He just kind of ran off after that. But uh, I picked up on a lot of mask use and the battles were pretty good. And I thought Scott and T-Bob were used really well in this episode, which, you know, held it back up there. But yeah, I the other little thing that took me down from a solid five was those tricks where they dumped outlaw. In the river, but yep. they didn't show yeah. how in the world it got back out to be in battle later, oh, they
0: never explained how they leave the ditch jackhammer or the yeah, pulverized yeah. switchblade is reborn the next episode, yeah,
1: they dumped it in the river, and I think this is the one where they're like pushing switchblade like paddling, yes, they are <laughs> off the story and uh yeah, I mean, just that was a little ridiculous at the end, but uh, what you said too really. Boted well for the rating which was the traditional what I would call the traditional call-up We get the agents you get their scenes you get the Boulder Hill scene you get the Voltron room and And the whole nine and it was just spot-on from what they should have been doing the entire series. So That really held it up All right, we are on to episode 59 some more recent ones that we've reviewed the Scarlet Empress
0: which involves Venom stealing a lost statue in Venezuela. And it's up to Mask to recover the statue before Venom can cash in. Both Jason and I landed at a solid <laughs> two. <laughs> that was better than the couple episodes before, Jason. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, a little bit higher. But...
0: Yeah, 43% of the voters voted a four. 29% voted it as a three. Identically, 29% voted a two or a one. And there didn't make any much higher than four so it stayed more so in the lower band but it looks like it could have been like a three point
1: yeah somewhere in the probably somewhere in the middle more or less for everybody and we were kind of on the lower end of that
0: right so what what was your moments with this the best and worst
1: (laughs) well starting starting with the worst i was ready the first thing in my notes here i was ready to keep it in the middle out of three but the ending of the episode and the PSA were so bad that I'd pulled it back to it, too. <laughs> uh, they should have gone back to the temple with all the parrots and had the statue kind of resized there, you know. They, they shrunk it, but I don't think they... Did they bring it back? I'm trying to remember, because the, the parrot makes off with it. And either it came back in a weird place or... They anticipated it would land somewhere. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were just like, oh, well, it'll turn up somewhere. I was like, what? No. You know, that's not how you end it. You got to connect the the dots here. You know, work with us. Help us get from A to B. It just was the the resolution wasn't there at the end. So anyway, and okay, so they were at the the vacant house uh, in the PSA. You know, they, th- that whole thing could have been, don't enter the house. It could be unsafe and, you know, don't throw rocks or damage the house anymore, you know, cause it's still, you know, private property, whatever. It was just some weird thing about, he thought he saw a ghost in there and then a rat comes out and I can't remember what the supposed lesson was, but <laughs> it was yeah. just like this random thing. I, you're not teaching me anything. By the uh, the PSA, but uh, the jokes were up and down for me. I had more roll-my-eyes moments on, on T-Bob's jokes on this one. We had a good conversion of Raven and Switchblade, which appeared to be kind of new animation and not sometimes the recycled stuff that we get. You know, how did they fix Dusty's boat? Again it was incapacitated by that water surge. And we had that whole drama there, which the logistics of that was a little bit off too, when Thunderhawk came in and saved him. But that was just another thing like, Oh, it's, it's fixed now. Okay. Uh, we got Samson twice and Gulliver once, which is just basically like we've been talking about the masks being used as tools. He's going to shrink the statue and Gory's going to lift up something heavy okay <laughs> so there's just missed opportunities again to use more yep, mass yep. powers uh there's some scanning and uh we never saw spectrum doing the scanning it was only the mass computer and uh, dusty didn't use his backlash to help him in his little situation with the waterfall and i think one that really puzzled us was the evaporation effect from the yes. waterfall like they that the animation didn't come through on that. It just looked like there was rainbows up there or something. And it wasn't really until I think after halftime when they actually, you see like half of the waterfall is gone. So it just seemed to drag and what all was revealed could have been done in like half the time. So it just kind of dragged the episode and the ending and the PSA just put it in the towards the bottom for me. So What else did you have in your notes for I noticed, uh, Scarlet Empress?
0: I noticed that there was a lot of I call it fluff with the multiple angles when they're walking up towards the temple. Remember, there, there's there's
1: that, yeah, a lot of setup, a lot a of lot setup of
0: angles, but you didn't see exactly what was truly going on, except that they were just walking yeah. to the temple, which ate up a lot of time. They could have done something else. We obviously know that they're after a lost treasure that's a legend. They hope they'll find it. What's funny is, you know, it's been lost for a thousand years. Even the the guy, the monk or whoever it is, the villager that says it's been lost for a thousand years. But now Venom magically just finds it. Yeah. Takes it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's just no explanation. That's the thing. I mean, if you're going to set up a story, lost treasure or something, give us some clues on how they they got there. Why it's so valuable and, you know, connect the dots for us. That's all we're asking. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, the
0: alarm was off, so that went. Well, that was one point
1: taken away. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and the
0: call-up was missing the computer command. There was not even a command, you know, select the best agents. It was just, go, let's go, let's get the team. We could have had a good battle scene. I think we both said this, coupled with the danger of Dusty heading towards the falls. But there was no seat in battle. Because if I remember right, it was, oh, who was overhead? It was Switchblade, right? It was Switchblade aiming at him that's right yeah and they could have launched a missile could have had a battle scene and what they're just gonna let him flounder in the water and all he'll just
1: mm-hmm. drift down
0: river somewhere i don't know we touched on the disappearing act of the the almost non-existent rather of the waterfall disappearing again another missed missed moment matt mayhem could have blasted matt out of the sky but he never does.
1: Of course. He doesn't take yeah, that shot. That would, that would end the show. <laughs> the
0: somewhat clever thing was the ants. If you remember the ant.
1: Trick oh, yeah. It. The little trick that uh, they get him to jump on the the Venom guys. Yeah. Yep. yep. The ant eater that uh, followed them around for half the episode. And then yeah.
0: Calhoun is like hanging on the door of, of Raven. But they shake the car and he just wakes up. But it's it, it doesn't make sense. It just it, a lot of yeah. things just not make sense in this, and that's what made it so. Well, that's why we got the rating of two. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. If you're gonna, you know, want me to at least get it in the middle, you've got to have some cool stuff, a, a good battle. You know, yep. keep me entertained. If if the story is crap, and you don't use your masks and and have a good battle, it's just gonna go in the gutter.
0: That's it. That gets us to our final episode of our season six,
1: which is Mm -hmm. episode 60. Venice Menace. The plot on this one featured Venom learning the location of Cleopatra's lost ship of gold. Mayhem uses a special machine to turn the surrounding waters to jelly, which allows Bruno Shepard's stinger or scorpion, if you prefer, to transverse and dig up the ship. And it's up to Mask, of course, to foil Venom's plan. We had uh, uh, we ended on pretty high note here. I voted four. You had a four and a half, rounded up to five. Our listeners were at seventy two percent for uh, a four. The other twenty eight percent voted for a five or a three. So nothing lower than a three on this one. Definitely uh, a good episode all the way around. So won't take us long to kind of remember back. <laughs> it was only a few days ago actually we recorded this. Right. So. What were some uh, some of the things that you pulled out to to uh, keep it at a high rating?
0: We got a decent amount of drama out of this episode. We got uh, the the visual effects that we noted throughout, especially off of Rax's sunglasses. We got some kind of reflection off of those sunglasses. Yeah, we already know this the plot, but there's still kind of this mystery of what is the blob is going to be. This jelly is supposed to be used for. I was still not impressed with. The fact that Rax didn't see this gondola with as much glass as there, and that's when he's surfacing right and the boys the duo is on the on the the gondola and re- if you remember the sub piranha sub is just a glass canopy, so even though he says in the episode to try to try to play it out that it's murky, you can't see, but I can see that sitting right there I'm sorry, so you got a glass. To I don't know how you'd not miss it. But it Hmm. leads to this whole tipping and a little bit of suspense where the boys are are taken and dragged or caught by that rope, rather, that's hanging off somehow. And, you know, they go for a wild ride with Piranha. Matt ends up lasering it off, cutting it off. But it was still okay. There was no real significance on the first half. But towards the latter, I even noticed wrote it down as it was such a better episode than the last probably four or mm-hmm. five. We had a decent call up, but I noted that we should have at least had the mask room somewhere. But by far, we finally get vehicle action and the mask usage out of this whole mm-hmm. thing. We don't get one or the other or barely anything. Uh, there's a lot of good transformation animation throughout the, Suspense or drama, if you will, with getting stuck or slipping on in that gel was real great. With uh, especially, I think yeah. God, it was the one that couldn't stand up on there. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Gloria, you know, already trying to not offend Moses by splitting <laughs> the gel water.
1: Yeah, that was a fun line.
0: They got to use that gel to their advantage, Venom. That is, they they set these this great um, animation of harpoons that basically blast as dynamite, create a crater. They, they get Scorpion with the claw that comes out, you know, picks up this barge, this 50 ton barge, but it slides real easy. As they say, good battle scenes. We get this automatic seat seat belt rather and switchblade kind of mm-hmm. effect. All but a couple times, I think only maybe once they actually call their mask. And, and most of the time we don't even see the
1: mask come right, know, it and they did- down. Pretty much everybody did it, I think it, maybe except for Gloria in this yeah, in this episode. That's so.
0: exactly what it was not Gloria. Everybody else was saying, Viper. There, there it is. Yeah. My kind of markdowns were the, the crummy, lousy, ever not right watch alarm. And like I said, a couple times that the masks weren't used in the PSA, obviously we, we kinda ticked that that there was no connection yeah. to the episode. And that that's what i have what about you what's your ratings
1: you uh you covered it all (laughs) yeah pretty much got it uh i did like the i don't know if you mentioned the computer fade from thunderhawk to boulder hill that was that
0: that connection
1: of uh hey the thunderhawk computer's working and back at boulder hill this that computer's kicking on and you know they're working in sync so i didn't remember them uh kind of tying those two together before even though we uh, always assumed it uh because there's times where we'd be at boulder hill once he summons the the team and it's working there at boulder hill but anyway um the halftime rescue was a little off with the logistics uh they were just right on top of the boat by the time matt could get Thunderhawk in the air and get over there and shoot those uh, ropes that uh, Rax was dragging the duo with. And then there's this convenient empty boat that was there for them to jump off of and use as a ramp to go over that barge. So, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a little head-scratcher there with the the drama at the halftime. And uh, uh, I like you mentioned, the reflection in Rax's glasses, I thought they... I thought those were fun, even though they used it three times. Uh, they were like, oh, this is cool. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You know, it was still pretty good. And I did like the ending. Like you said, the the battle was quite long. There was plenty of mask use in there and uh, battle with the vehicles. That's always what we're looking for to kind of wrap up the episode. But uh, the other only thing that I took away was just the puns were Wearing they, on me. They're good the about
0: pots. but this one's oh, good. Movie.
1: Yeah, that was just way over the top. But uh, uh, the other action in the the story was good enough. Like you said, the it was just fun with this jelly, turning water to jelly, and you're disabling mask from uh, essentially having a, a strategic advantage, and they they have the advantage to get this barge out and everything. So I did enjoy it. Uh, and was glad we ended on a pretty good note there. So, uh, just comparing to previous seasons of mass cast. Um, so we, uh, with this one, I had two fives, one, four, three threes, three twos, and one, one. So my overall score was a 30. So if you average that out, that's three out of five where I'm at. And, Wyatt, you had three fives, three fours, two threes, and two twos, and landed on 37 as your overall score. And comparing to our other seasons, this uh, stretch was a pretty pretty down one. Uh, it's the worst for me. Uh, that 30 score is the worst that I've scored over the six seasons of Cast for a 10-episode stretch. The only uh one above well one above it there was eleven to twenty was a thirty two and then the previous season from forty one to fifty was thirty four My highest is a thirty nine I haven't even got to an average of four yet over a <laughs> ten episode stretch but we we do agree on that top one is episodes thirty one to forty which is your highest too at forty six yep so what do you make of that?
0: I never think of our stats but you do and I I actually enjoy reading them because it's it just kind of novel to see what what we're doing. Mm-hmm. My worst was basically your second worst which was episodes 11 through 20. I had 36. The next higher is only this round. Yeah. The most recent 51 to 60.
1: So those ones are pretty close for you on the yeah. the lower end there but yeah I th- I thought it was each season except for season four which was 31 to 40 i had nothing below a three that season and every other season i've had twos and ones right so the last one <laughs> i had four twos which was really low on the low end but i had uh enough fives and fours to kind of offset that and to keep it more in the middle but on that 31 to 40 stretch, you had all fives and fours. So yes, that's still our top. If we're going to rank in 10 episode chunks, you want to start at episode 31. (laughs) If you're going to go back and let me hit some episodes of masks, start at 31 and that's going to be your, 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 a good starting point. So any particular moments you want to talk about as far as uh, your favorites or least favorites in this 10 episode stretch?
0: I, I think our uh, this last episode, episode sixty, was our our better, most liked episode out of season six, as we call it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just like they they seemed again, I joke throughout the episodes that they either have a fresh set of eyes or the old crew came back. A writer, <laughs> one of the two, came uh-huh. back along with the artists, and there was just some fun stuff. They you know they added the reflection like we we noticed. They added more some capabilities, but mostly they got everything involved. They got the Boulder Hill a little bit with the mass call-up. They got the mass finally being engaged. They got the vehicles and the weapons on those vehicles Mm -hmm. engaged. And everybody's involved. Even our duo, they're involved in some form or fashion. They're always really involved, but sometimes they're actually better (laughs) And more useful than useless with quips yeah. and puns and everything else, uh but I would say the best was probably episode sixteen and and to that end all that they did for it uh, uh-huh. the the animation and so forth, my least is probably like we i think we both agreed on it was the stone trees episode fifty six and just yeah, just. There was so much wrong with it. The the I don't know. There's just a lot of disconnects for me. The the episode showing off volcano but spinning like a top. Um,
1: yeah, the, I mean it, it's it's bad when you've got bad animation yes. that kind of drags down a good story, right. and likewise yeah. when you've got good animation and the story is crap, you at least have something to land on, and you're like, okay, well, at least it was good visually. Right. When you got both that are in the crapper, that's just when we get these low rates. At least that's the two that are the lowest of the low for me, just the animation was not good, and the story was just not, it was total crap. So (laughs) uh, that's, I think, where those ratings come from. And again, on a bad episode on stone trees or Panda power, I would, you know, still recommend people go out and watch mask. And if it's gotta be those episodes, then so be it. But uh, these are just a ranking more or less of the overall series. And I'm not trying to put mask down or even the, you know, who knows, maybe those same writers, you know, wrote one of my favorites, like a salt on Liberty or something. That's it. I haven't really gone back and look at what, uh, I know there was a bunch of writers, but maybe that's something I need to do is maybe we can single out somebody that wrote all the crappy episodes and (laughs) (laughs) blame it on them, you know, instead of Or interview them what were you smoking? Yeah, what the crap are you thinking, man? You had all these cool vehicles and masks and you just sat around the entire episode and searching for trees. Anyway, (laughs) I can't remember where we were. I guess, did you finish off there? I guess what's your favorite?
0: I, yeah, I finished off. Okay. I think that you you put your two cents in for Stone Trees as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was definitely the lowest of the low. Just, to, you know, a, a couple of things are still disappointing to see at this point. And you're 60 episodes in and you're missing a gas pump here and there. And, you're, you know, your animators should be better at this point. Unless, like we speculate, that the order of which we're watching this was not the order... That they were produced, which would, you know, say, okay, well, this must be an earlier episode when they're still trying to get their feet on the ground and they're, they're, the animation is poor or something like that. But, you know, stone trees is, is just down there, but there was still some, I didn't really pick out a a moment. There, there were some moments earlier on in the, the series that, uh, you know, the first time that sh- Thunderhawk gets shot down, we're like, wow. And I didn't really have a, a wow moment in this, but what I wrote down was I was just impressed that they're still trying to push the envelope on some of these shots. So the setup shots, you know, the reflection. There's, a, uh, I think, in the, uh, the Creeping Desert, which was probably my favorite of this stretch, where you get the reflection of uh, Alex in the Rhino computer. I think you got a little bit of that, actually in this episode where there was some reflection, or maybe that, no, that was uh, the reflection of the piranha subs computer off of Rax's glasses. So they're trying some stuff like that. And that's what really impresses me and, you know, keeps me excited for the next episode. What are they going to try to do in this episode to make it more realistic or uh, to kind of show off their skills? And I still see that in the animation up to this point. So that's, Overall, you know, there's some down episodes like we've been talking about, but overall, I thought that uh, the animation is still there and they're still trying to be creative with it, you know, so that's kind of where I left uh, where we are. We we did have a, a couple uh, special podcasts in this stretch and going all the way back to April of 2018 when they first made the film franchise announcement, we got to chat a little bit with uh, Mike Quackenbush uh, and speculate about what they could do with the film franchise. Here we are almost three years later and we still have pretty much nothing to show for it. They announced, what was it?
0: They had the director then they had like a, a writer?
1: writer. Yeah. I a think writer. they announced a writer and it's, we've gotten nothing. We've been silent for probably two years now, at least. Yeah, it's been so... Every once in a while, it just kind of surfaces, and they tease us. Oh, hey, look what we're going to do. And they just don't follow through. The money's not there. I don't know, with COVID now, and then, you know, uh, theaters closed. uh, Some hoping to get back going, you know, probably once the vaccine gets out there, and hopefully numbers start dropping. And I think that's why they're kind of pushing, you keep pushing some of these movies like Ghostbusters has been pushed at least three or four times yes. uh, because of COVID. And it's frustrating, but at the same time, you know, it's understandable. So trying to get a 35 year old franchise going in a you know a film franchise, which costs, you know. If it is going to be a true franchise and you thinking you're going to get at least three, you're investing 300 million, probably at least to get these movies made and hoping you're going to get your return. Well, if people aren't going to the theater and you're putting up on these streaming services. Are you getting your money out of that? So it's a tough call. It really is. But, you know, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm 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 finally gone to the dark side. I think <laughs> on this whole situation.
0: You've been pretty pessimistic throughout this venture, to be honest. I mean, you you. I a was A little excited. bit of glimmer, like maybe possibly, and then, like you said, it's dormant for a little bit. Then I was I tough.
1: was cautiously optimistic when that, I remember <laughs> when they made the announcement, and I was like, "What? They're probably not going to do anything with it. They're probably just pull, yanking our crank again." But anyway. We shall see, but that was one of this the special podcast. The other two that were sp- essentially special were our reviews uh, at RetroCon, some of our goodies we came away with, some of the happenings, people we met uh, in the mass community as well, and uh, those were always fun episodes to do because we we get I get so charged up, so ready to get to RetroCon. You're on this high, you're finding stuff that you never thought you would find before, forgot about. Yep. and then we get back and we're just kind of, you know, uh, sniffing the fumes of retrocon. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, what, yeah. And but just then on, there was, I think it was on,
0: retrocon twenty eighteen where you, I, and Bill did our mock or faux, yeah, uh, p- adult playing with toys little episode. Yeah, and I'm yeah, sure everybody we, was looking at us like, what are these three weirdos doing out here he, playing with he my toys?
1: Yeah, he might have been on with us for that review. Um But it's also
0: very very comical that we were all at the that it was the same time we had went and had lunch at that uh, restaurant and we see the 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 Cybertronic Spree, Hot Rod yes. and R C like just walking, walking the across sh- to their hotel <laughs> like
1: hey, right? Hey. Walking across the parking lot, yeah, like it's, it's nobody's not, business. It's
0: not that like hey, they can't really like do a quick change somewhere to hide <laughs> it, but
1: that was uh that was pretty fun but yeah yeah that was an awesome time we've well we've seen cybertronics Spree twice but that first time was was really great and that was a fun con with goofing around with bill mm-hmm. and uh i think we promised each other that we're gonna fly some mass kites in the parking lot the next time yes, so we did. <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're we've got it set up to uh hopefully get back to we retrocon this out. year
0: last i guess his last two cons we've done somehow ended up pseudo dressing up for the event uh when the a-team came around oh, obviously sure. we, dressed we were up all in Burdock, on that Murdoch <laughs> and you were you were uh hannibal
1: uh-huh and yeah that was so much fun
0: year, last year what did we do or last yeah 2019 what did we do
1: uh i had my little or maybe it was that i can't remember anyway maybe it was the last time i had my little uh stranger things vest on and that trucker hat that I found. Yeah, whatever. you did. So it was more it was kind of Marty McFly, but not. <laughs> right. Anyway. We were
0: thinking of doing something this year and then they just quit. Yeah. So we'll have to see who's showing up to see if it's worth dressing up as
1: Right, Right. Not. Well, it'll definitely be worth attending whatever whoever's gonna be there. Yeah. But uh, I, I really hope that we're able to to uh get the retrocon this year. So Well, before we end, let's go ahead and tease Season 7, Episode 61 to 65. Lead us off. What do we got on 61 coming up?
0: 61, entitled Treasure of the Nazca Plane. Masked foils a plot by Venom to steal a prehistoric South African treasure.
1: South American treasure.
0: Oh, yeah, South American. I'm sorry.
1: That's all right. We're in South America there. Uh Next up, I'm not sure where we're at, Disappearing Act is number 62. Venom steals priceless automobiles by shrinking them with a shrink ray. I wonder if uh, Calhoun will be on scene for this. You
0: would think. It sounds like a Gulliver thing.
1: Yeah, trying to shrink him back.
0: Episode 63 gives us Gate of Darkness, which is Venom abducts a cobra whose hood shows the way through a maze that leads to treasure in the Himalaya Mountains. Mm.
1: Okay. Then we've got the Manakara Giant. I think is how you say it. Uh, for episode 64, Venom uses a magnetic weapon to crash ships into rocky beaches. Local natives believe it is caused by an ancient curse until Mask discovers otherwise. And then we
0: have a what seems to be a flashback, or at least a nod, once again to uh, Indiana Jones, we got the Raiders of the Orient Express in episode 65. <laughs> and that is Venom infiltrates the Orient Express train looking for clues to Mad King Ludwig's treasures. And that will end our season seven. And it'll be a short lived <sighs> season seven. So we can yeah. usher in season eight, which will be the 10 episodes of the uh, racing series.
1: Right. That was interesting. Like everyone you said. They're going after treasure. And the two that I mentioned were more like heists. So we're kind of back and forth there with... Uh, they're trying to steal, you know, these automobiles. They're crashing ships, I assume, to get whatever cargo that they have in the ships. And we're still using uh, m- uh, maps and mazes and clues to grab treasure as well. So uh, this would be nice, a little back and forth here, but looking forward to it partner we uh, we've come to this uh, final stretch here of season one and uh, I hope the racing series there's enough out of there you know we always <laughs> look down on the racing series that uh, you know kind of went off in a different direction in these first 65 episodes so uh, I hope there's enough out of there that will make it entertaining for us and I won't you know give it a string of you know 10 ones <laughs> <laughs> But I'm optimistic, though. I know we're going to get some different vehicles, which sure. would be cool. To, hopefully, we'll get to see them in action. Uh, it might be in a racing scenario, but uh, we'll get to see uh, a, a new batch of vehicles, too, when we get through that stretch. But nice. But like we said, uh, we're going to try to do some fun things in the meantime, too. Review some comic books, and we'll probably come up with some other things. Hopefully, uh, we can get out an interview or two and get you uh, you know some other... Uh, episodes in there, special episodes besides just uh, reviewing the series but anxious to uh, get on to the next one man.
0: Me too, that hopefully will lead us to evening out or rounding out at episode 100 for MassCast Mm -hmm. at least that's our goal right now Mm -hmm. and we've been on, like we said in our pre-show we've been on a nine year run with MassCast it has been that long since we opened up with Meet the Hosts back at MassCast 1 And we will hopefully soon be seeing MassCast 100.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Until then, we welcome you to join us, be a part of the journey, continue to collaborate with us over on our social media, our website, agentsofmass.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us and watching us and listening to MassCast. bad